Hello and welcome to another episode of Spoiler Appetite. Oh my god, I'm back. I know, it's been a couple months now, you know, if anyone's listening or catching up. Uh, as of now, of this whatever episode, it's been like three months, I think, since I last recorded. And, you know, I've been slipping, I've been slipping and you know, it's funny. Usually when I do these podcasts, I have a bunch of notes here and... So I, I've been meaning to do a podcast for a while now with all the movie news stuff that I've been seeing online and whatnot, but you know, shit happens and you know, in this time frame as of now, as of May 2020, because of the pandemic and because of the coronavirus, I don't know, there's nothing much that's been happening, but I will tell you what has been happening, um, Netflix been watching some Netflix, I mean, well, the reality is I've actually been playing, like, video games on my, on my days off when I'm not working, because I'm, you know, I'm an essential worker or whatever, but, um, yeah, I've, so, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing, I haven't done a podcast in a while because of the whole news and whatnot, but, and there's really nothing much I have here to talk about, there's some stuff, and it's gonna be some all news, of course, so there's that, and yeah, I, I honestly, I can't even remember what I talked about in the last episode of my podcast, that's so, that's, that's how long it's been since I've recorded an episode, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, so I might be, you know, rehashing or Resaying, like talking about probably talking about stuff I didn't get the chance to talk about. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, yeah. So apparently, the last thing I talked about was Birds of Prey and the Oscar winners. Wow, we're going way back. So, yeah, it's been since February, and a lot of stuff has happened since then. Um, but yeah, I just so, so far I'm doing good, you know, it does suck with everything going on, and it's just crazy, like, lately I've been trying to not check my Twitter or whatever, because I, I'm just now realizing, and I don't get on Facebook a whole lot, because of the fact that, well, you know, if you've been hearing the show, you probably know that. I, I don't like Facebook for certain reasons, and for those that are new, I just feel like Facebook as a layout, it's kind of, you know, it's it's messy for my taste. Twitter is just like, you know, there's like post, 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 and if somebody shares a meme, it's like right there, it's not covering up your whole phone or whatever, but yeah, Facebook, I just feel like it's not the healthiest social media, but then again, what social media platform is healthy? I mean... Personally, I think Instagram is probably the most healthy uh, social media out there. You know, it's just pictures or whatever. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And for me, personally, I just think Instagram is the only way I think I might just go to and not even bother opening up my Twitter because, you know, it's very depressing. And depending on who you follow, it's it can get pretty crazy and just depressing on there and just... I mean, look, I'm not a very political person that goes out there and speaks what I feel like. Because, for one, 
you know, of all the things, of all of the uh, news articles, and granted, I I don't do my deep dive research on it. I don't do a whole lot of research. I just stick to the main articles because, you know, I don't want to know. Like, I just, you know, I do want to know, but at the same time, I'm just like, I, I see it. It's bad. I know. And plus, you know, there's a lot of stupidity out there. I mean, if anything, there's a lot of stupidity out there and it's weird. I mean, it's really weird because, I mean, because I'm kind of in the middle when it comes to certain things or whatever, like the whole opening up places when, you know, we're just like now flattening the curve with the coronavirus and whatnot. It's kind of crazy because I'm just like, it's it's weird and it's very odd to me that peop, that, you know, we're having these places open up like gyms of all places gyms like i mean okay i guess i mean then again it's like you know at the same time i just i don't know at the end of the day i just feel like i can't tell who's more stupid you know the government or the people itself that will actually go out to these places and you know spend their money or whatever it's really weird like i just i don't know where to draw the line like but at the same time, I understand why they're doing it because of the economy and whatever. But it's it's very odd to me. I just don't know what to think. I mean, personally for me, look, I'm not going to do like anything at all. I, I have no plans to go out there and, you know, have fun or whatever. You know, they I mean, for me, my only the things that I find fun are just going to the movies and just hanging out, and that's pretty much it. Like, I I don't... I'm not the kind of person you want to come up to and be like, hey, what we, we should go do something. What do you think we should do? I'm just like, we can go see a movie, and trust me, it, it, that can get real old. I, I know it does. I mean, I know some people... Some people that I know just, like, just, like, shake their head like, a movie? Seriously? It's like, well... That's my go-to. Like, everything else, I don't really find fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone were to suggest, you know, hey, let's go bowling or whatever, I'll go. But it's not going to be my first pick. It's just it's just not because bowling, it's not all that fun to me. I don't know. I'm not the most fun person ever. But anyways, but yeah, you know, gyms, beaches, movie theaters, and uh, hair salons or whatever. And look... As badly as I need a haircut, I just, I'm not going to take the chance at the moment. I'm not going to take the chance, you know, I even, it's, I'm just not going to take that chance. I just feel like right now is not probably the best time to get a haircut or even go to the movies, which I want to go to the movies, believe me, I would love to, but at the same time, it's like nothing else is playing, so what exactly would I see? I mean, it, it. It would be cool if the local Regal near me would play classic movies because, after all, I did get the chance, got the chance to see Beetlejuice and Christopher Reeves' Superman the movie, and those were great. I mean, if that was the case, I I would risk it, but at the same time, I wouldn't because I don't think it's worth it. It's not really worth it at the same time, but hey, you know what? If people want to go out there and, you know, you know, catch that virus and bring it back and spread it on, it's like, you know what? Fine. 
you do you. At the same time, it's like, who am I to say, like, no, you shouldn't do it? Even though, rightly so, I believe, no, you shouldn't be going out there and doing stuff like that. But you know what? If people want to do it, you know what? I can't stop them. You know, there's no point of arguing with them. There's no point of debating with them because, you know, humanity. Humanity in general, just like, it, they just, I don't know. We as a species are not the greatest ever. Like, we're just not. From the very beginning up until our last dying breath, we're not great as a human, as humanity. Like, humanity's just not a great species. And, yeah, that's just me. That's kind of how I look at it. And, you know, quarantine does suck. And it's kind of bizarre how some of my friends who are doing the, uh, what's it called, being paid the whatever again checks by the government it's kind of funny how they're telling me that hey i make more than i would at my regular job and it's just like yeah it's kind of crazy and but yeah anyways i feel like i'm just i i'm not trying to make this whole episode about that but yeah for me personally what have i been doing just again work and netflix watches but before i actually dive into what i've been watching on netflix which I just finished, I finished the show earlier, just literally like 10 minutes ago. So, but let's dive into some old news that uh, came out either this past month or the month before. And it's not a whole lot, but the first one I want to talk about is this weird, uh, so this interview by Darren Aronofsky, who at one point back in early 20. Uh, in the early 2000s was going to do a Batman movie and it's very bizarre because they wanted supposedly they wanted Freddie Prince Jr. as Batman I believe they wanted him as Batman or yeah they they wanted him as Batman which it's it's bizarre because you look at Freddie Prince Jr. at that time it's a very odd choice I mean he's very good looking and you know, who knows? You know, we all saw, like, if you look at his early career and what movies he was in back then, it's like, okay, you, you probably be skeptical about it. I know if I was at that right age and I found out about this, I would be skeptical at the time, but it's, I mean, who knows? This could have been a great choice. We don't know what, I mean, supposedly it was based off of Darren Aronofsky's, uh Batman at the time was to do Batman Year One, which, you know, okay, cool, but Freddie Prince Jr., I don't know. Who's to say that it would have been bad or good? Like, I just, I don't know. But I would say now, if you were to tell me uh, if Matt Reeves want to do Batman and he casted Freddie Prince Jr., I'd be like, okay, you know, I mean, I've heard his voice acting and he's pretty great. I think he could bring that, you know, I think he could bring it as a live-action Batman, today at least. Back then, I don't know. Like, Freddie Prince Jr. now is, like, even as a voice actor, he's very great. And, you know, I, I still need to get on uh, Rebels, and yeah, that's, that's, it's just, it's really weird to even think about Freddie Prince Jr. as Batman back in early 2000s. I mean, can you even imagine that? It's just really bizarre but yeah i just found that fascinating as hell to me but yeah another thing 
Uh, so sticking on top of DC things, or you know what, let's just hop over to Marvel real quick. Now, it's been known that I hated Venom, 2018's Venom. I hated that movie. I I feel like the only saving grace of that whole movie is, I guess, the character of Venom and portrayed by Tom Hardy. Like, I thought that was the only good thing about the movie. Everything else, I just felt like, as a whole, I just felt it was just hot garbage is what it was. I just, I don't know. It's not even a movie that I would say, yeah, it's, you know, it's bad, but it's still fun to watch. I... I can't agree with that. Like I just I didn't I just thought the movie in general was bad. Well, because it made almost a billion dollars, it actually made 808 million worldwide, which hey, good on it. You know, good for them. They made a profit and we're not getting a sequel with Woody Harrelson as Carnage, Cletus Cassidy. Kind of weird, but I mean, all right. We'll we'll go with that. But they announced, you know, along with them pushing it off to next summer, I believe, they they released a, uh, the title. And as you all know, it's called Let There Be Carnage. Now, you know, I gotta say, for someone who hated the first Venom movie, I gotta say, this is probably the most comic book title for a comic book movie that I've ever heard of. It's like it just screams comic bookness. Comic book geekiness as for a title. It's like that's the most again, it's the most comic book title I've ever heard for a comic book movie ever. It just it's just it's I love it. I actually love it. I love the title of it. Now granted, I'm gonna have to see some teasers and trailers to be convinced to go see it because as of now I'm just like I have no interest in seeing the second movie I mean hey maybe Andy Serkis can do a better job at you know sticking to one tone because for me personally the Venom movie just felt I don't know it just kind of was going back and forth with the tone like at one point it's tried to be dark and serious and at other times it just throws in jokes or whatever which I just felt like the that blend just didn't mesh well at all. Whereas with an MCU movie, it's like, yeah, they're bright and colorful and they have their jokes, but they also are serious at the same time. And I think the MCU formula does it better of uh, blending the two together. Whereas with this Venom movie, I just felt like just didn't really mesh well to me. And that's why I, I was personal well, among the other things I didn't like about the movie. That was one of the things I just couldn't wrap my head around it. But yeah, I just, I mean, again, I love the title, but I'm going to need some convincing with the marketing and all of its, what's it called, all of its uh, footage with the trailers and whatnot. But yeah, that's just me. So yeah, so we got Dune images from, we're getting Dune. For those who don't know, well... Even I don't know what the story is about. Uh, Dune. I'm only seeing it because of... Oh, God. Denis Villeneuve is directing it. Who directed the brilliant, unbelievable sequel to Blade Runner. Which was Blade Runner 2049. And I just... I couldn't believe how, like, true it felt to the Blade Runner world. It was just crazy to me. So... That was my first introduction to him, and going forward, well, actually, 
Denis Villeneuve, my first introduction to him was Prisoners, which, starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, which is phenomenal film, I must say. It was very, like, tense. It just made you really uncomfortable and stressed all at the same time. But, yeah, we're getting Dune. It's a reboot based off of the sci-fi novels, and I don't know a whole lot, and I'm kind of excited because... This is going to be my first introduction, and we got some images, and oh boy, you want to talk about a great cast. I mean, for me personally, the last movie that I felt that I got excited for a movie with the cast ensemble was Knives Out, and that movie totally was awesome. I love Knives Out, and you know, with Doom, with all of its casting, it just is like, I love it, you know? I'm not too... I don't think I've... Uh, okay, so the lead. Timothy Shimalot. I haven't seen much of him. I think the only thing I've seen him in is Lady Bird. And that's about it. But everybody's saying he's a great actor. And so I'm just like, okay, cool. And we have Zendaya. Okay. We have Oscar Isaac. Awesome. Josh Brolin. Jason Momoa. The cast is just crazy to me. I just couldn't... Rebecca Ferguson, I believe, is in it too. And... It's crazy, and looking at these images, I'm just like, it just made me geek out so much. I'm like, I have no idea what this movie is, but it looks so amazing from the costumes and whatnot, and it's funny, because the, the one shot we got of, the one image of Oscar Isaac, Boss Logic, who is an artist, mocked up that image and made him look like Slade Wilson, and I was like, you know what? He could definitely be the next Slade Wilson. I wouldn't even care, especially if he's got that beard and whatnot and that hair. Oh, my God. I would love to see it. But, yeah, Dune Images coming from uh, Entertainment uh, Weekly, I believe, or Entertainment something. I don't know. But I'm excited for Dune. And, honestly, I'm just – I am hoping it comes out on its release date, which I believe is in December. And – I'm looking forward to it. I really am, and I cannot wait for it. I just, I'm so excited. Like, give me anything Denis Villeneuve does. And yet, at the same time, I wonder how will this do at the box office, you know? It's just, it's going to be interesting to see where, how much this movie's going to make. Because there are some people who love the original Doom by... Uh, who directed that? I believe Damon Lindelof. No, not Damon Lindelof. Uh, David Lynch. Yeah, David Lynch did that original one, which I haven't seen, and I'm like, I'm not gonna see it because I don't wanna, I don't wanna know anything about the movie. You know, that's what you know. With most things that are adapted, people always say, "Oh, read the the comic or the book or whatever, and you can appreciate it more." And I'm just like, well, sometimes. It, it kind of ruins the experience. Like, for me personally, I've told this story so many times. I read I read Alan Moore's Watchmen before I watched the Zack Snyder version. And I I feel like that does... Um, what's it called? I feel like that does, you know, enhance the experience a little bit. It, it can enhance the experience, but it can also tarnish it because of what you know more so and you know with the movies it's it's an adaptation and it's it's kind of bizarre how this dune movie from the 80s is like a cult classic and everybody loves it and everybody's just like no you can't remake dune or whatever 
blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, you know, sometimes a reboot or a sequel can always be a good thing. And, you know, granted, I don't even think the original Dune movie was like a, a hit or anything. I don't think it was. Um, but I guess it's just a cult classic or whatever. But, yeah, Dune, I'm just, I'm I'm wondering how much it, it'll make at the box office because later on in 2049 didn't make a whole lot and maybe it's because of the slow pace and the slow burn which Blade Runner is pretty much that it's not really I don't know it just (laughs) Blade Runner the original Blade Runner just feels like an indie movie on a big budget and that's kind of what that the sequel was was it was very much kept that same style and that same pace like the original and that's what I really appreciate about Blade Runner 2049 and the spectacle just looked great, but with Dune, it's just gonna be interesting because I'm just I'm fascinated to see how the marketing does this movie and will it bring in you know people who are not familiar with Dune? Will they go out and see it? Whereas with Blade Runner 2049, I mean I don't know I don't know why Blade Runner 2049 didn't make much money. You know maybe it's because of the word that was you know it's slow and the runtime or Maybe it's because they didn't really tell them what the main story was about, which I I could see that. I could see why. But yeah, Dune, I'm excited for because you got a great director and you got a very interesting cast in this movie. And I'm excited for it. I really am. I'm so excited for it. I can't wait for it. And yeah, bring it on. I say bring it on. And now the last bit of news that I have. Now, this should be controversial for me, but it's not. And that is J.J. Abrams' company, Bad Robot, is going to produce uh, multiple shows for HBO Max streaming service. And one of those is a live-action Justice League Dark series. Now, for me personally, now look, I should be upset about this because, you know, you know, J.J. Abrams really, I really hated the Rise of Skywalker and... All that business, I just felt like, you know, Rise of Skywalker, I hated it. I really didn't like it at all. I just felt like, yeah, this, uh, you just, at the end of the day, it just really felt like they, somebody, somebody at Disney should have been like, we need to get all three of these directors to, like, plan out this this sequel trilogy because, yeah, I feel like in the, in the long run, it would have been so much better. But anyways, J.J. Abrams producing a Just League Dark series for HBO Max. I I should be upset about it, but I'm not. Because of the fact that it's like, okay, look, yeah, J.J. Abrams, I felt like, screwed up. Like, I, I thought he made a bad movie with The Rise of Skywalker. And that's more of, like, creative decisions more than anything. And, you know, I should be upset about this, but I'm not. Because at the end of the day, it's just one bad movie of his I didn't like. You know, J.J. Abrams is... I, I of the things that I've seen, he is very much he's kind of, he's one of those directors where I feel he's a hit or miss kind of director. And you know, of the things that I've seen, he's more of a hit for me, more so than a miss. You know, I think the only thing, the only film that I've seen that I think he screwed up was The Rise of Skywalker. But anyways, but I I feel like he as a creator, he's very good. I think he is a great creator of content and whatnot. And so. To hear that he's just producing a Justice League Dark series and not necessarily behind, you know, directing or 
writing the scripts. I think it's great because, after all, he did come up with Westworld for HBO. And I love Westworld, you know, season one and two. I really enjoyed Westworld a lot. Not really caught up on season three. And at the same time, I don't have that rush to go see Westworld season three. But I'm sure it's good. You know, I'm sure if I hop back into it, it'll be great. But. You know, I'm excited to see a live-action Justice League Dark movie because you can get really... And look, I I can already tell this is probably going to be really dark and gritty and blah, blah, blah. But for a property like Justice League Dark, I think it works. I think it really does work for this property. Something like that, yeah, you you can get dark with it. I mean, you can also, you know, make it lighthearted and, you know, or whatever, but like... Well, Justice League Dark, you know, they even have Dark in the name. So, I I don't mind it. The question is, who do you, like, what members are you bringing in? Because I know, just off the premise of the team, you can bring any magician into the team or whatever. Like, it just doesn't have to be John Constantine or a dead man or anybody of the supernatural. It doesn't have to be just the main players but honestly I think that's what we're all looking forward to you know I too do want to see John Constantine I want to see Satana I want to see Swamp Thing I want to see Dead Man I want to see you know Etrigan the demon of all people like I I would love to see those characters come to life I mean I'm excited for it you know and look for me personally I don't care if they don't bring Matt Ryan for the Justice League Dark series I mean look because after all You know, I'm not one of those people who holds on to a certain type of casting for characters or whatever. Yeah, I have my favorites, but I don't hold on to it. And when they reboot stuff, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just not that guy because, after all, I read comics and everybody's got their own take with writing and stuff like that. And so it's just like, it's it's like with the movies, you know, we're going to have multiple adaptations. Sure, some won't come as quicker than others, but... With this, it's like, you know, you can get anybody for uh, John Constantine. As long as, you know, he's written well and, you know, they... You know, I'm just excited to see the ad- adaptation of it. I mean, I I haven't read any Justice League... I mean, no, Justice League Dark comics. I know I should, but I probably will. But at the same time, I'm like, do I want to ruin it? But no. I mean, I know these characters well enough to know them and... Hopefully they do the characters justice, however they adapt them. But yeah, I and that just got me thinking, what would the story be? I mean, again, haven't read any Justice, justice League Dark um, comics, but I will say I, I do have one, one storyline they could probably do, and they could bring in Raven from the Teen Titans or whatever. They could, or just, you know, they have this own established universe that's just the Justice League. Well, then again, how do you do Justice League Dark without all the other DC characters? But I'm sure they'll find a way. But I just... But anyways, I figured, you know, I feel like the story could be literally anything. So much so that I'm just like, they could just bring Raven in. And, you know, have, you know, John Constantine finds this girl, Raven, and he finds out that he's... That she's the daughter of Trigon, and they want, you know... John Constantine has to find other people, other the other teammates, and try to help her harness Raven, help help Raven harness her power or whatever, and all that business. 
Now, yeah, it, it it's basically what Titan Season 1 did, or at least attempted to do, but, like, terribly, like, handled it in my eyes because, you know, we don't have to get into it, you know. I just, look, again, don't like Titans. Felt like they handled it badly. But, hey, with this show, I feel like you could do <laughs> that storyline where they, you know, they got to come together and help Raven fight off Trigon and help her with her powers. I mean, nobody's going to complain, right? Like, nobody's going to complain. I mean, after all, we don't have to connect this to Titans or anything like that. Like, why does everything have to be connected, you know? Some things can just be left alone in their own little world. Like, we don't need everything to be connected. I know everybody loves their shared cinematic universes, but for me, I'm just like, you know, not everything has to be connected, you know? Everything can just, like, stay the way it is. So that's just that's just me. But yeah, just like Dark, I, I'm excited for it. And the fact that it's a series, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm also curious to see if, you know, what, Will they do a CGI Swamp Thing if they do bring a Swamp Thing in it? And oh my god, please, if you're going to do Justice League Dark, you know, you could bring in Dr. Fate. Oh, I'd love to see Dr. Fate in this show. I just, for me, he's my favorite sorcerer in the DC Comics world. Like, he's just my favorite. Just the look of it and that helmet is just, I love Dr. Fate. I mean, he's just my favorite, you know. But yeah, that's just, that's just... I'm excited, you know. Yeah, J.J. Abrams is behind it, but hey, he's just producing it. So yeah, that's that's kind of all the news that I have for right now. Well, as of today, or as I've had it for like the past two months or whatever. But anyways, since we're in quarantine, or yeah, some of us are in quarantine. Now, as I said in the beginning, um, I have stuff on my Netflix that I've wanted to watch but would get distracted by playing on my PS4 with Overwatch and Star Wars Battlefront 2 and yeah I I've been slowly watching some stuff on Netflix <laughs> mainly movies you know I'm I I don't I don't have this need to go and watch all these shows or whatever I just feel like it's too much so I'm just cherry picking the shows if I'm going to pick a show or whatever. And no, I am not going to go back and watch. Well, I mean, it all depends on the show itself. You know, mainly my draw is, okay, it's a 30 minutes long. If it is, I can do it. I'll do it. But then again, with most shows, I give it the three episode rule, which is, you know, I watch three episodes, and if I'm not satisfied with it, I just drop, and if I am, keep going. And if I'm stuck, give it one or two more episodes and decide there. But Netflix watches. What have I been watching? Honestly, I... Okay, first things first, I watched a couple movies. Um, Shawshank Redemption. And, oh my god, I can definitely see why people are saying this is like uh, a masterpiece of a movie. I could see why. It's all about that dynamic and the ca- the characters and the performances are so great. So much so that when I started watching this, I thought this was about, you know, a prison breakout. But it's really not. It's more about these characters and being in this prison and just like, just bonding over this stuff or whatever. And, you know, some people get free and 
what's that like for people who are released from this prison who've been like in the prison for like 30 years or whatever and it's some deep shit like I I thoroughly enjoyed it and I loved it a lot and it's so crazy because when you get to that ending it just you just never expect it because you're just so drawn into these characters that when you get to the ending you're just like oh and it was just so clever how they did that ending I just thought I never I I should have paid attention but I was so invested in these characters and I loved it. I really loved it a lot. And I was just like, God damn, I, I see why people love this movie so much. It's great. It's really great. It's something that I feel like if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the Shawshank Redemption, I would highly recommend it. And yeah, it's, it's so great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Another show, well, another movie, movies that I've also watched are the Bad Boys movies. I've always seen one and two, and look, here's the thing. With Bad Boys, I've never seen Bad Boys at all, and when I look at this movies, I immediately thought, you know what, I need some, I need some junk food, and I need some alcohol. I feel like that's the best way to enjoy, enjoy those movies. And you know what, who's to say... If I was sober, I would enjoy them as much as I did when I wasn't sober. And, oh my god, I just had so much fun with Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I didn't take anything seriously. I, I just knew it was going to be a bonkers movie. It's going to be ridiculous. Just a bunch of flying action or whatever. It's directed by Michael Bay. And so, you know, the Michael Bay stuff hits hard. And yeah, like... Oh my god, it was just so great. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, I am, I do want to see the third one. I really do. I am tempted to see it, but not unless I have some alcohol. Because, again, <laughs> it was just so great watching those movies when you're not sober. It, it's just fun movies. I mean, yeah. You just don't think about the logic or, you know, you don't take it seriously. That's the thing with those movies. You just don't take it seriously or whatever. But yeah, Bad Boys had a lot of fun with that. A series I watched, a couple of series I watched, only two that I can think of as of now. I watched Castlevania. You know, I never played the Castlevania uh, games at all. Never played them before, and so I thought, you know what? Let me let me watch this Castlevania. You know, everybody's been talking about it. And, you know, I like to get on the trends when they're not trending anymore. <laughs> And uh, I know I'm late. I mean, that's how I usually am. I just let the the hype die down. And, you know, that's when I come in and just watch it. And I got to say, Castlevania, it's really good. I really enjoyed it a lot. I mean, the first season, I just felt like, okay, this is kind of, this kind of feels like a prelude or whatever. Like, this doesn't, there's not a whole lot that's going on here. You know, it's just a, it just felt like a prelude until you get to season two. And that's where the meat, and like the real juiciness and the meat of the show is you know you dive into the characters with fuck they're all slipping now you got you got trevor you got oh my god who's the girl and then you got dracula's son who i didn't see coming at all when the first season ended i didn't see that coming at all i didn't know dracula would have a son but it made sense so, again, I I really thought 
season two was so badass. Yeah, it kind of drags when our main characters, our main heroes, protagonists are, you know, just at the, what's it called? God damn it. The, uh, the house of Belmonts, as we'll, we'll call it that. And their libraries, and they're trying to figure out how do we make the castle, how we make Dragonless Castle not teleport or whatever. I felt that's kind of where it drags, but I was still in it. I was still in it, but really, that whole, that second season goes to Dracula and his inner circle was just plotting against Dracula because Dracula is not, like, enforcing his, like, might on the humans or whatever, trying to wipe them all out. I really dug it. I think Castlevania is pretty good. I will say season three was just kind of a drag and, again, not bad, but it was just kind of like, well, I mean, this is okay. I mean, I don't know what's going on. This kind of feels like, kind of feels like season one again, where nothing's really happening. We're just following these characters on another adventure and nothing, I don't know. Again, maybe that's because I haven't played the games and I don't know the full extent of, you know, these storylines and maybe these these are the storylines and I'm just not familiar with them and I don't know, I just kind of felt bored with season three but very but it, but I was still entertained by them I, I was very still entertained by them and you know I am looking forward to season four if there is a season four which I don't know if there is but if it's coming then yeah I'll still check it out because they did tease that Dracula is in hell and we even see Dracula in hell which I'm sorry I'm all over the place spoilers for all of this but you know, Dracula dies in season two. I'm sure you've you've all seen it. You know, you guys trended it or whatever, so you've seen it. But yeah, that tease of Dracula in hell in season three, I'm like, oh, they're gonna bring back Jack- Dracula, and then I get to the last episode of season three, and I'm like, oh, you 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 motherfuckers! Like, y'all did not just tease me with that. I was just like, I was so excited to see that, but no, because I really feel like the main draw was. Dracula like when he got killed off in season two I was like oh shit now I gotta watch another season where Dracula isn't the main star I'm like I thought he was very badass because man when we first get introduced to him in the first season specifically when those priests kill his wife or whatever oh my god the voice acting for Dracula holy shit like you felt like, when he wasn't inflicting his rage or whatever, and he was just, like, meeting his wife for the first time, it was great and sweet. And then the voice actor, I don't, ha- I still haven't looked him up to this day, but the voice actor just brought that rage and power and, oh my god, he was like, he was the draw for me for that show, and I really, really liked his character in Castlevania, and... I'm just hoping, hey, if they're going to tease me like that, does that mean, you know, hey, Portal to Hell can be opened, so are we going to see Dracula come back? And I would love to see it. And that's the other thing with this show. Oh my god, the combat is great. The action sequences are so great, especially when you get with, oh, Isaac. Isaac is another character, which... That's the other thing I love about season two is you meet Dracula's inner circles. You meet Hector and Isaac who have this like are with Dracula and wanting to wipe out 
humanity. I just thought that was awesome. Like, I just felt like, yeah, I understand where they're coming from. And while Hector was lied to about, like, wanting to, like, instruct rules or whatever, I just felt like, yeah, you get where they're coming from. And, yeah, I I loved it. I really did, and I'm looking forward to the next season of Castlevania if it comes. I just hope that, you know, it's more interesting than season three was because, I don't know, I just... That's that's my one fear, and I was very hesitant to go to season three of Castlevania because I was like, well, Dracula's not alive, and I'm just like, I don't feel the need to go back and watch this if Dracula's dead because I just... I don't know, I just felt like his presence was the draw for me. It it was really, yeah, it was just that. I don't know, man. I don't know, but hey, I'll come back for it. If nothing else, the action sequences are great. And I do love Isaac as a character and whatnot. So he's, he's grown on me too. And, you know, just to see how Camilla and her forces are going to take out humanity. So it's going to be interesting. Now, for the last show that I watched that right before I started uh, before this podcast, I watched Russian Doll. Now, Russian Doll is basically a Groundhog Day story. So you have this character, Nadia, who is living the same day on her 36th birthday or whatever. And I gotta say, I thoroughly loved it. I, I was very... I was I was interested in it because I heard a lot of good things about it and you know it's Groundhog Day and look I mean we don't get a lot of Groundhog Day time reliving the same day over and over and trying to figure that out kind of stories I mean we had Happy Death Day which I thought those movies were great I really enjoyed those the the cheesiness of them I really enjoyed it and so with Russian Doll I just felt like okay What's going to be new with this? Like, what's... Okay, what are we going to do this? And, honestly, it's great. It's, like, at, you know, again, spoilers, at we get to... So, this is why I like to do three episodes for... I like to give three episodes for a new show is because, you know, if you don't have me hooked by the third episode, then you can forget about it. And usually with shows like these that are not like 20 plus episodes or whatever, they generally around the third episode have that hook for you. And so with Russian Doll, they had the hook, which was somebody else is reliving the same day as our main character, Nick Dia, who is living the same day on her birthday or whatever and trying to figure out how to break out of this loop. And so we got another character who's living the same day with something else. Like, And we even get to see, like, what's he going through? And, you know, he finds out that his girlfriend is cheating on him and trying to break this loop. And it's just, I just, I love the writing on it. It was just really great. And then when they finally, these two characters get together and trying to figure out, okay, maybe it's this. Maybe we're being punished. Or maybe this and that. And ultimately when they do figure it out it's great but then we get to that last episode which i didn't see coming at all and that is the fact that you know they're basically live the same day over again they broke the loop 
they're like happy about yay but then when they meet each other they're basically in different alternate timelines and I thought that was insane it took it back to the moment that they saw each other which you know one is drunk the other is doing business or whatever you know it's it was so great and at the last episode they're trying both of these characters in the different timelines are trying to save each other even on the at the time in their timelines the the opposite characters are just like get away from me like I don't know you or whatever and just seeing that unfold it was very tense I must say it was very tense and oh my god I just I just I was like okay and it ends with and it doesn't even go back to the way it was and I'm like now what like now what's the story like where do they go after there I mean do or you know I I don't know like I said, I just finished it, and at this, I, I don't know. I'm starting to think, you know, do I want to see another season of Russian Doll? I, I would, because I want to see where it goes next. But at the same time, I'm like, I could, I would be okay with just knowing that, yeah, they're friends now, and that's the end of it, and they have to live with the counterpart or whatever. It's just, I, oh my god, I just. Again, I I would say I would highly recommend this show. This show is so great. It's on Netflix and it's eight episodes, thirty minutes an episode, and highly recommend. I would. I just I loved it. I mean, it it's just I I I loved it. I really did. I didn't think I would you know enjoy it as much as I did, but oh my god, it's so the comedy in it's pretty great. It's got some good jokes and yeah. Russian doll man I I thoroughly loved it I just yeah yeah so but yeah that's that's what I've been mainly watching right now I mean I do have a list after all I'll just I'll just have to read off some I have a Hollywood that's a Netflix show I'm gonna try to watch the extraction movie which you know some people are saying it's not good but the action's great and yeah yeah whatever uh, I have There Will Be Blood. I have Good Time starring Robert Pattinson. It's one of his indie movies. I have the uh, the 90s Mortal Kombat movie, the first movie. You know, because I kind of want to rewatch it again. Just to, just to see what it's like to watch it. Hell or High Water that came out a couple years ago. And I'm also kind of tempted to start uh, Tiger King. Because, you know, I like to start on these things, you know, very late in the game. And because to me, I'm just like, you know, Tiger King, I feel like I'm not going to last long because I just feel like just watching all of that, just watching the marketing, I'm just like, this looks like redneck garbage trash. Like, I just, I'm not going to be a fan of it. But I'm going to try to give it three episodes. But again, like I said, I, I don't expect to last long watching tiger king but we'll see i guess but yeah so that's all i have thank you all for listening again i know it's been a while i'm sure you know i'm sure you know it's you know hopefully everybody's staying safe wherever you are and being uh, precautious about everything that's going on but yeah so that's spoil your appetite for this week i'm tristan and you just been spoiled